Hello, everyone, and welcome to Only Football Take Three. It's just getting sad at this point. Yes, hello, everyone. Um, I'm still good for the third time. Liverpool, still champions of England. I am nervous. Max is still nervous. And hungover. Champions League spot on the line tomorrow. Fantasy football coming to a head. It's all it's all very crazy and tight. And I mean, frankly, the first five minutes of the show has been <laughs> completely zapped um, of emotion. Uh, but let's push on, recap, and get back to um, you know some some free flowing talk. Tell you what, Max. Tell you what, Max. For the paper talk, let's start with a different story that we haven't mentioned. So I want to talk about. Uh, Frank Lampard's feud with the Liverpool bench. Did yeah. you see any of that? Yeah, I did. I did. Amazing. Amazing. I mean, obviously, I'm a Liverpool fan, and I think they should be able to celebrate whenever they want, but seeing the the, the video of Frank Lampard going up to the to Liverpool bench saying his exact words were, the only league title you've ever won, and you're fucking giving it the big and fuck off. <laughs> Amazing. You know, <laughs> I, really funny. Uh, but, um, big ups to that. That's a big comment. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, but uh, so that's sort of been dominating a bit. Um, yeah, what were they? The say, what were they saying that really got under skin so much? Well, it was. Um, it was the foul, uh, right? Pep, Pep Linders, the the assistant manager, got was asking for a, or seemingly asking for a foul on on Mane. Mane, yeah. just before the Alexander Arnold goal, and, and Lampard decided that something that was said was sort of beyond necessary and it was being arrogant or whatever um all seems fine to me it doesn't seem like anything to me Lampard just needs to sort of eat it a bit but yeah yeah fair enough but it, I mean great comment great comment um yeah yeah and uh love to see that let's see a, a a bit of strong passion there um although yeah, absolutely. A, a little outlandish <laughs> I would say to a point yes um but uh yeah got him and then yeah and then Klopp pretty much telling that uh, he needs to he, he has a lot to learn. A little Frankie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> right, talk us through the big transfer news that you've got, Max. Um, yeah, so um, someone that I scouted well early on the show, uh, third episode, uh, Victor Ossenhen of Lille, seems to um, be wrapping up a move to Napoli. And I think it's a great um, a great move for, for Napoli, Ossenhen. But, I mean, especially Lille, they're... They're getting 60 million euros plus add-ons um, for a player who I do rate quite highly, but I would say I'd put him at maybe like 50 tops. Um, so, yeah. uh, I'm, and I'm and you know Napoli, a big club, but not a top tier club, not with insane amounts of money. Um, it's just uh, the price tag is very surprising for me. Um, Where are they getting that money from? I, I I don't know. That's bigger than any transfer. That would be their record, you know. They're selling Koulibaly, I guess. <laughs> if that's what they're doing. Yeah, quite possibly. You know, and 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 maybe you know they they go and do the business um, and make their marquee signing before they sell Kula Valley. So it seems like you know they're in the driver's seat um, when yes. making that sale, yeah. right? Like they're not that desperate to make that sale. Um, the problem is that the benefit of that is that if you're buying before you've sold, you're not like you haven't got. The other team, the the selling team, doesn't think you've got loads of money in the bank, so they're not going to try and you know scrape a few extra pounds out of your pocket. But on this occasion, Lille have done that anyway. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's a um, that's that's a fair point. Um, I yeah, I I don't know where I don't know where that that price tag came from. I I'm, I'm really not sure. Again, great player. But then, um, 
can plays mostly up top and a little bit on the right. So there's a little bit of versatility there. Um, but uh, I don't know. I, I, but Lille are moving quite quickly to, to secure his replacement. So I've seen as the main replacement, they're looking at Jonathan David from Ghent. Canadian um, Ghent, because I've definitely I've looked it up this morning. Mm-hmm. Um, and but, but they want thirty million, which is fine. They're going to pay that because they've just got sixty plus million in the bank from Osimhen. Mm-hmm. Um, but they've also signed uh, Barak Yilmaz, who's from Besiktas, who's 35 years old, prolific goal scorer in Turkey, but never played outside of Turkey before. Yeah, and 35, that's someone you're, you're bringing as a backup anyway. Yeah, yeah, as well as David, so, you know, a two-for-one kind of deal. Great bit um, of business by Lille, um, especially if they pick up David. Yeah. That's going to be an automatic replacement. Um, and honestly, yeah. David, and, and that's not that's not in the, um, that's not done yet, that transfer, David, to, to Lille. Um, no, but, no. you know, David's been linked to the likes of United and Arsenal, for example, already. Yep. So yeah. they make they make this deal, um, and David looks like he's going to keep on going um, on the upwards with his trajectory. And that's in, within a year, just like Ossinghen, who they flipped in a year. Same thing. Yep, easy. Sticky in France. Sticky in France. Birmingham ah, okay. decided to retire the number 22 shirt in honor of their long-serving teenage sensation, Jude Bellingham. Yeah, and uh, absolutely ridiculous. Um, uh, I, as, you know, we both hope he's he has loads of potential. We hope he fulfills it. I'm, I'm very disappointed that he chose Dor- Dorman over United. Um, but, uh, yeah, since, like, breakout year, 16 years old, playing in one of the hardest leagues in the world in terms of physicality, um, has a great season. But... Hey, how do you retire a 16-year-old's number? It's absolutely insane. It's, 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 it's comical. Max, you're coming through a little blurry on my it's, it's, uh, it's, it's comical retiring that. Did I block it again? You hear me okay. better now? Good? Yes, you did. I did. But you're good now. Um, yeah, I just, don't, I just don't see how you block or uh, you, uh, you retire a 16-year-old's number. I don't think anyone does. Well, it's, it's mental. And, um, you know, and he's had a good season. He's obviously a bright talent, but he's not had... It's not like he's had. He's been the best player in the league this season. He's it, not had like an outstanding season. That he just has had a very promising season for a sixteen-year-old. It wouldn't matter if he was the best player at sixteen yeah, in the championship. I know, I know, he, he served I know. for less than a season, and he got sold. And what it comes down to is, uh, you know, they sold him for about twenty million uh, pounds, right? Pounds or euros? Twenty-two, conveniently. Tw- Twenty-two, <laughs> right? Okay, and. Um, and it saved it saved the club. Birmingham were a lot of financial trouble. So um, I think as yeah. you know, as I was saying before, they really shouldn't be retiring Bellingham's uh, jersey, but the scouts' training kit, and they can hang that up off the rafters. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, and then one. Yeah. But anyway, that's ludicrous. And one final note: uh, Adam, L- Adam Lallana signed a contract with Brighton. Oh, that, oh, that actually that's done. Yeah, oh. it's done three years. Okay. Um, reduced wages. The wages were less than were on, than were on offer from others, but um, they gave him a three-year contract with then the option to go into onto the coaching staff afterwards. Interesting, huh? I yeah. I, 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 so, I I like it for all parties. Yeah, I think it's a nice nice move for both both. Yeah. As long as I hope he I hope he can stay somewhat fit and play, you know, some part. 
he's not started more, more than 10 games in a season for three years, you know, in the league. Liverpool. Yeah. yeah, and that was before Liverpool were, were a force, and he could have worked his yeah. way in there. He was yeah. just injury-prone, right? Yeah. Um, guy, I'm yeah. just staring at your forehead. Do you want to move that phone down a little bit? There yes. you go. That's much better. Look at that beautiful face. Um, and then, uh, quickly, we haven't brought it up this time, although we led with it every other the other two takes. Um, Killing Mbappe yeah. looks to be a severe injury that he suffered in the Coupe de France final yesterday uh, in their 1-0 win. And uh, it's really it's really too bad. He's most likely out for uh, the the uh, fixture with Atalanta in the Champions League in early August, and that's uh, that's a major hit for them. And Gasparini, um, Atalanta's manager, even said that you know he's he's disappointed that someone of his caliber uh, is injured. And you know, whenever you play a team, you want to play them at full strength, and it kind of takes away if um, from the win if they were to win, right? And, yeah. and, you know, and, 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 and obviously as fans watching, I'd say the, the best striker in the world, um, go down like that. And hopefully it's, it's not too severe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, but you know what? I think, okay. uh, quickly, you know, we were discussing it, um, earlier is, uh, you know, Atlanta fine form kind of not, has dropped off a little bit, but, you know, I think PSG, um, to me, showed uh, a lot of goal and, and character in their return fixture against Dortmund in the round of 16. Yeah. Missing a couple key players um, and totally shutting Dortmund out. And that's another yeah. attacking team, you know, with a lot of uh, guile and flair, like Atalanta. And PSG, although not um, progressing far in, in Champions League before, do have the experience over Atalanta. And I, I still think they get it done with Mbappe, personally. Yeah, okay, fair enough. I go the other way, if only because I want it to happen like that. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I hope Atalanta win as well. Um, I, I do, but uh, anyway, uh, moving on. Let's uh, let's do the scout for the first time in a while. Guy, you want to yes. kick us off? Yeah, it is. Yes, I do. And uh, I've taken a, taken a play straight out of the Max Ayer Bimler playbook, and I've gone for a former PSG youth graduate, mm. um, poached by a... I think I, I think I only did that once. Oh, mate, you've done that about three times. PSG? Yeah, the PSG. The, the, the youth system at PSG, they've, they're at least twice, I remember. Otherwise, once would be not, you know, would that, be not, not my playbook. It's been at least twice. <laughs> okay. Um, but um, anyway, my scout for today is Mamadou Ducouré. Mm-hmm. Uh, he plays for Borussia Mönchengladbach uh, and the French youth team. He's This one is... This one is a strange one because he's played about 15 minutes um, in the last two years um, because he's had some serious injury problems. So to give you the background, he's he's got 32 youth caps for the French under everything teams. He's a centre-back. He graduated from PSG's Youth Academy um, and he captained the under-19s, PSG under-19s to the final of the UEFA Youth League. Um only at the age of 17. Uh, that team included players like Dan Axel Zagadu, mm-hmm. Christopher Nkunku, and uh, Jean-Kevin Augustin. Mm-hmm. So, you know, star-studded, or future star-studded lineup. Yeah, they did show the to keep a hold of. Yeah, he was actually injured in the final, um, but still transferred to Gladbach, um, and didn't make his debut until post-restart this season. Um, where he came on as a sub. So, but he was 
rated as one of the absolute best um, talents produced by PSG in in recent years. Um, and if he can stay fit, there's absolutely endless potential with him. Um, he, I mean, Gladbach have maintained they've they've kept up with him. Uh, they've they've kept the faith with him. Uh, and they have faith that he's going to come in. And now that he's hopefully beyond his injury problems, um, he can start fulfilling that potential. Uh, as a defender, he plays quite a lot like uh, Samuel Umtiti. Nice. So he's not I, the tallest player. That's all right. I mean, I, frankly, yeah. I, I love Umtiti. I just wish that guy could have yeah. stayed healthy. So to see someone else kind of exactly. fill in that style would be nice. Dominant force. Exactly. He's um, he's relatively short for a central, central defender, but he's excellent on the ball. He can read the game so well. He's comfortable with both feet. Um, yeah, and looks, you know, as I say, so highly rated as a youth talent at PSG. And it's not happened for him yet, but there is hope, you know, in Munich and Gladbach and beyond that, he will he will start to fulfill that potential. So it's a big if for me, if he can stay fit and if he can refine, you know, maintain that potential. Yeah. But... Um, if he does, then sky's the limit. Okay, cool. Um, I um, am actually taking more page out of your book, and I'm I'm reading RB Salzburg. Lovely. Uh, I'm doing a um, picking scouting. Dominic Zobozlai. Definitely butchered that. Wow. Guar- guaranteed butchered that. That's a tongue twister. Yeah, um, Hungarian lad, um, 19 years old. He uh, he just joined. He just joined um, from a smaller club in Austria, Liefering, in January. So they just picked him up in January after the exodus of um, Minamino and and Holland. But you know, then Salzburg yep. right away. You know, just get right back on the ball. Don't skip a beat. Their incredible scouting uh, picks up this kid. He's uh, he's six foot. He's very powerful and fast. And I, I gotta say, like he moves and uses his body like Ronaldo. Um, yeah. Although, yeah, uh, not not so much an aerial force like Ronaldo. Like Ronaldo's incredible in the air. I haven't really seen that from him just yet. That being said, he's only 19, right? Um, uh-huh. He's also uh, another phenomenal dribbler, uh, passing both short and long. So he has incredible range and ca- carve open defenses from more or less anywhere um, on the field. <clears throat> um, he is, and, and and that's the thing is that he he plays he's playing all around the midfield for 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 Salzburg. Um, largely on the wings, but um, any given day, left or right, it's not really leaning on one side or the other. And and he has been found to be the place on number ten role as well. Um, now it's pretty ridiculous, but uh, his his, uh, his and his shooting as well, incredible. Like his all around attacking game is 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 perfect. I'd I'd say it's just the, the aerial threat that he might never have, um, or just needs to work on. Now, Liefering, obviously Salzburg saw something in this kid because at Liefering, he wasn't exactly setting the world on fire, but, you know, he's playing for a less uh, a smaller club that, you know, you're not going to have the outlets um, like you do at a bigger yeah. club, right? This guy joins uh, Salzburg, and in Austria, they have their little regular season, and because it's a smaller league, they, they cut the amount of points that you have in you, you, you have in half, um, and you do a championship with the top six clubs. And the top six yep. clubs play each other twice each, so it's a total of ten games. Salzburg 
end up winning it. And it's, and he's obviously the crown jewel for this. In those 10 matches, he got seven goals and seven assists. Bloody hell. Yeah. And I would say somewhat unjustifiably because it wasn't just, an, he, he wasn't really doing it all year being at Leafy Ring. Um, they gave him the player of the year, uh, the Austrian Bundesliga player of the year. Jesus Christ! Yeah, I, like that's quite impressive. Yeah, I, and that's that that's off a return of ten games. I think I think it's a little unjust to us uh, and other players. I think um, I'm forgetting his name, but your man that you uh, their, their striker Salzburg striker who was holding it down yes. and popping goals like every sixty one minutes or something. Yeah, um, I know. And 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 doing it all year and like even behind Holland. Then when Holland leaves, he fills in. I think. Um, yeah. He probably deserved that's it, but Daka. Yes, that's right. Um, but. Uh, yeah, it, but it just speaks to like the amount of talent this kid has, and I think honestly, if I'm, I think Leipzig just go in and buy him. Apparently, ACs have heavily linked to him though, um, and AC are really trying to make that get that deal through. So, um, um, I would like to see him get out of there and immediately. Cool. Immediately. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this this uh, this summer. I know it's only been half a year, but it's Austria. Yeah, it's nineteen. Get, make that jump, not necessarily to like a top tier club, but I mean, AC could be, and there's and there's openings there. Well, Salzburg are one for two right now this season with the uh, successes and failures of their of their you know players making the jump. Ireland obviously a resounding success, whereas Minamino has so far not even made a splash. <laughs> no, he hasn't. It's it's and it's difficult for Minamino. I mean, there's there's so much talent in that front line for Liverpool. That yeah, being said, when yeah. he's been on, he hasn't he hasn't uh, he hasn't caught you know, the eye. But anything in my opinion, no. Yeah, yeah, a little invisible. Um, okay. Now, so we've got this like um, now, as I think we mentioned, we've had some trouble recording today for multiple reasons. Uh, another added thing is on Anchor on the computer, which we're recording off of. We only got up to half an hour, so we've got twelve minutes left on this one. We'll wrap it up, and we'll. Um, yeah, we'll start another one, and we'll and we'll combine them both, yeah. just so you guys know, okay? Um, but let's uh, in in this basically ten minutes, let's do the championship, and then we'll um, yeah. even if before half an hour, we'll wrap that up, and we'll go on to uh, to the EPL. Now, what? Well, I said, yeah, please. I said to John, John, in the last episode. Now let's chat about the second best league in the world, meaning the championship. And I'm going to have to revise that statement and say, <laughs> let's talk about the best league in the world. Because nowhere else do you get drama and excitement like this. What a wild, wild way to finish everywhere. Like, all through the table, man. Utterly the insane. Whole, the whole thing. And you know what? i got to say, very disappointing. I didn't, uh, I, didn't, I didn't get to see any of it, unfortunately. Well, Max, listen to this, all right? I'm listening. Eight days, eight days before the championship season played its last game. Mm-hmm. That was essentially three rounds of matches. In eight days, mm-hmm. eight days before the season ended, not one single club was guaranteed to be in the championship the next season. Wait, I'm 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 sorry, Leeds wasn't. Not what you, what one you... single, not one single club was guaranteed to be in the championship next season. I really? any of them, any single club could either be promoted or. Ah, uh, okay, okay, yes, all right. Eight I, I days just... before the end of the season. Wild. And that's nuts, right? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, wrap it up, man. I mean, some like the teams that got relegated, the teams that fell out of the playoffs, deserved it. Like they were on horrendous yeah. runs and totally yeah. bottled it. 
Um, yeah. Do, I mean, do you want to start with the relegation on that? Let's start with the relegation. Yes. <clears throat> yeah, seven teams fighting to survive on the final day, plus at least one more who, depending on results and the way their tribunals will go, um, will be in Wigan. Know, so seven plus at least one. You know, relegation. that said, you know, Wigan, um, I'm sorry, but, you know, Wigan, depending on what happens with their, their tribunal, are going to get relegated, but they were one of the few teams yes. that were actually in great form. I believe they, I think they only lost once since the yeah. restart. And they won, and they won 8-0 in one game. They beat Hull 8-0, yeah. Who was, oh, who was dead um, last? Who was dead last? Yeah. But Hull in December were a couple of points off the playoff places. Well, Guy, had- Hull won, I believe, their first match back. Yeah. And they might have drawn one more in between. Other than that, they lost every match, including that eight nil since the restart, and thoroughly deserved yeah. to be relegated. Yeah, they were they were yeah, they were absolutely. up there. They were up there. Same goes for yeah. Charlton. Charlton, um yeah. decent I think the first couple games, um, maybe a draw and a win, something like that. And then they went and played Millwall at the beginning of July and they lost and they pretty I think they lost every game except for one draw yeah. since yeah. then. Um and honestly going to that Millwall game, I was looking at the table and I was like, Millwall really need this for the playoffs, but this is Charlton's last chance to get to the playoffs. Like yeah. they pretty much have to like kind of run the table. They did the opposite. And that draw, Max, that one draw that you mentioned, they they conceded in the, like the ninety first, ninety second minute. Mm. Um, so and that would have kept them up if yep. they had not conceded that goal. They'd have stayed up. But um, something else that I read, which is absolutely bonkers, Barnsley were in the relegation zone. Every single week from the fifteenth of September up until the ninety-first minute in the last game no. of the season, Charlton were in the relegation for one week in total, and they got relegated. Oh my word! Because Barnsley scored, scored a winner against Brentford like the last in the ninety-first minute. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely well, nuts. And how about that, man? I mean, West Brom totally just faltering down yeah. and and puttering down the yeah. uh, like the last five matches of the season, more or less. And, and yeah. but then but then Brentford blow their chance. Is that uh, yeah. a, a draw and a loss in the last two? They were they were in second. It was theirs. It was theirs. Yeah. And my goodness, twice they had twice Brentford had opportunities to state their claim as the second team in the championship, and they and they fucked it both times. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Just everyone. Both everyone's times. choking all over the place. It's unreal. Yeah. Uh, it, am I? And then the biggest choke. The biggest chokers of all. Not even Forest. Uh, that is unreal. Unbelievable guy. T- talk us through that, please. Give us the breakdown. So going into the going into the final day, the bottom t- there was three teams: Nottingham Forest, Cardiff, and Swansea going for the last two playoff no, places. No, sorry, but quickly let's Nottingham- let's discuss the fact that Nottingham Forest were in the playoffs all year long. They were in that third oh, third to sixth position all year. Promo- they, they were looking at automatic promotion until the earlier parts of twenty twenty. Uh, and then, but they've been in the playoff places all season, all season. Mm-hmm. And going into the final day, they were three points clear of both Swansea and Cardiff, with a better goal difference. All they had to do was they weren't three points. They weren't. They were tied with Cardiff. They were tied with Cardiff. <clears throat> oh, they were tied with Cardiff. Yes, but they were three points better off than Swansea. Yes, who had a better goal difference than them? A six. Um, no, six who, goals. Nottingham Forest had a better goal difference by six. By six. They proceeded to lose 4-1, and Swansea won 4-1. And there you go. I mean, win and- honestly, like, just just play it safe, man. Just don't what, what, concede four goals. Yeah. 
Keep it tight. You don't even don't even go chasing the game. Keep keep your eye on the Swansea scoreline. Uh, and yeah. if Swansea aren't up five one, and you're only down by yeah. one, just just shut yeah, up shop. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Unbelievable. Yeah, uh, I, it's crazy. I it sets up um, it sets up Max two London versus Wales ties in the playoffs. <laughs> so so it does, so it does. Um, yeah. I really un- unreal finish to that to that season. Um, can't believe it. Can't believe it anywhere. Uh, really, really too bad for Wigan. I hope Wigan can honestly sort that out. They were they were getting results. I'd also love to give, give a shout to Luton Town, who must have been like yeah. bottom of the barrel all year long, they were. and they yeah. really turned it around uh, on the restart, yeah. man. Yeah. Uh, all um, the way up into nineteenth. Fantastic Barnsley as well. Fantastic. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Kudos to the to the teams who who came through and um, and and showed a little bit of, a little bit of guile. Yeah, but the thing is, it's not even over yet, Max. We've obviously got the playoffs to come, but that's the expected. But the things that we haven't that we don't know, the relegated teams, they might not even be relegated at this point, or the safe teams might not even be safe. You know, Barnsley could go down because could, of Wigan. Could go down if Wigan's uh, appealable is overturned uh-huh. um, or their, their fine is overturned. Yeah. There's also Sheffield Wednesday and Derby facing points deductions for financial misdemeanors. Yes, but how um, much? But how, how many other point deductions? Derby's probably safe. So, well, Derby is 16 points above relegation. Sheffield Wednesday are 8 points above relegation. Right. You get up to 12 points for breaching the rules and, and up to 9 points for aggravating it, which... I looked up the legal term aggravating today. It means something like um, if you're doing the, if you're doing the crime to to stop like a worse crime or to like no, if you're if you're committing an offence to like get around some other rule in order to commit another offence, kind of thing. Right? Okay, so, so compa- they, you're compounding like, it. Yes. Yeah. Um, so it's up. It's a maximum of twenty-one points. Fine, okay. Which deduction? Which so both teams would be relegated. <laughs> wow. Okay. I know. So so Hull City, so, so Hull City could be safe, is what you're telling me. No, Hull City came Boston. They're they're gone. Yeah, but if if Wigan, Sheffield Wednesday, oh, and yes. Derby. Yeah. 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 Okay. Well, wild stuff. And so yeah, the season's not even over in the championship. It uh, and, and and not because the playoffs start tomorrow. Um, any uh, any uh, any favorites there? What do you, so who do we have? We've got uh, Brentford, Swansea, Fulham, Cardiff. Personally, I love Fulham to beat Cardiff. <clears throat> um, and you know what? Frankly, I would like to see them back up again. I know the, yeah. Uh, I le- I think Mitrovic. I'd love to see him back up. I love that he. Yeah. Um, he has such loyalty to the club as well. Yeah. And. I think maybe they'll learn from their, their mistakes this time. Yeah, I, th- I think that's not bad, Joe. I think they, I think they, I think they beat Cardiff. Um, personally, I think both London clubs win. The three fours. Okay. I I don't. I think Brentford's surely they're going to be shot after that. After that's a good point. They've capitulated. I think I think they're done. That's a good point. That's a good I point. Think it's anyone's game between. I think Fulham will go go through to the final and I think Swansea will and honestly 
I've seen a, I've seen a number of teams finish sneak into the playoffs at the end of the season in sixth and then get promoted. And get it. You know what? That's that's a really um, good yeah, point, man. I, I think I'm gonna I think I'm gonna join you on that and, and switch that because the momentum shift, uh, the pendulum yes. is is just opposites for both of them. It's it's mass. It's a massive but, swing. I agree, but I think I think Fulham will not. They've been sat in fourth with no real like it's been mathematically possible for them to be automatically promoted, but it's always looked unlikely. I mm-hmm. think they've just sort of been gearing up to the playoffs. So I think yeah. I think it's between Swansea for the reason I just said, or Fulham because they're sort of consistently building and, and mm-hmm. have been preparing for it. So yeah, Fulham I'm didn't let anything it. slip. You're right, um, no, and no. they were there was always a, there was always a distant gap between them and West Brom. Although they it looked a lot closer by the end of it. Yeah, it was almost kind of unattainable. Um, all right, okay. So kicking off tomorrow um, is. Swansea, Brentford, and then Monday's Cardiff, Fulham, yeah. and that's all going to be yeah. wrapped up by Thursday, guys. Um, second, second legs Wednesday and and Thursday. Um, love that they're sticking with the two legs, um, considering yeah. coronavirus and COVID and same shit. Um, and then the finals only a few days after that. I think. Yeah, they'll probably peg on the Sunday or something, right? Um, yeah, interesting stuff. Okay, so let's wrap this up, segment, this portion up, and uh, we'll be right back, guys, with. Um, your little preview for tomorrow, the last yeah, day, the, the last day.